There we go, my baby. Bro. Uh, yeah, I had to get this right real quick. Good looking. Thank you for your patience, sir. Look like you got jizz in your ear, nigga. <laughs> those, <laughs> those goddamn what? What, are, uh, what do they call air AirPods? Yeah, I can't afford them, so I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, young player, bro. I appreciate you uh, doing this. Um, first of all, there's a lot to fucking discuss, and. Let me let me start off by saying welcome to the podcast. And uh, this has really been a long time coming. Um, Absolutely. One, one of the things I've been wanting to uh, desperately talk to you about is your most recent album that you dropped last year. It it's um it's something that uh, I am just blown away by. Um, I find myself listening to it. Uh, a lot lately, and there are just certain tracks that are just like almost like anthems. It, it reminds me like when Big Sean uh, first album, and he was, in my opinion, just dropping like goddamn anthems for the city. And for for me, as your older cousin, I found them to be like anthems for our childhood, or or just growing up, or maybe that transition from boy to man. So I want to talk a lot about that, uh, but, but before, before we do any of that, uh, mm-hmm. how are you doing? How's your mental health and stability? Um, there's some sad news going on with your mom, my auntie, and uh, I understand you got it. Did you get a chance to see her today? That was, that's what she told yeah. me. Yeah, um, I got the chance to see her. You know, um, she's doing wonderful. She's Still funny, still witty, still charismatic, still Jamie Peace. You feel me? Um, and as far as um, the, the the what you were saying, the content is concerned, I appreciate that, bro. Because it was just really just um, different experiences that I had to compartmentalize and look at with uh, with some type of clarity. You know what I mean? Especially going on and growing up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um... I, I don't know if you have a bunch of shit to talk about or promote or plug, but let's talk about the 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 album. Um, so as of right now, there's two official mixtapes that you dropped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell- well, three, three, three. If you want to count the um, one I had with my former group, Fagos and Coney. Got you. Which, if if someone was to look for that, where would they, or where would they find your your music? Um, as far as Don Peace is concerned, all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Napster, Deezer, this, that, your grandma's um, <laughs> xylophone, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm do, do, you but, uh, fa- no. <laughs> do you have a favorite streaming uh, platform? <laughs> that, like, when you listen to your shit, what do you listen to? Oh, Apple Music, of course. Okay. Oh, I've got the uh, the, the AirPods. My bad. I apologize. I still got a fucking Android three in this bitch. Okay, my, my shit real. Oh, anyway, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, my baby. Okay, so um, again, if it's if it's not too much to to go back and and talk about, uh, I I put out my first comedy album all independent, and it was it was such a grueling experience i learned a lot and there was a bunch of failures and success you were able to put out uh the second one which it seemed like you had been working on for for quite some time you put it out right before the end of the year you put it out on the 31st of december so yep right on new year's eve 
talk to me about the the process of this this second album because uh again I, I think I think it's 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 a beautiful work of art. So uh the floor is yours. Appreciate you, my baby. I appreciate you. Um well to be honest with you, um like twenty I say late twenty eighteen, uh I say fall until winter of twenty eighteen. I had um I went down the way to Louisville, Kentucky for a couple of months. You know what I'm saying? Um paper moves. Uh got a nice little job down there, you know. Um just basically had to get up out the city for a minute. And it all started with me binge watching um every season of Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And it was this one particular scene where um Harold per, uh Perennials, I I can't pronounce his name. But um, of the Matrix um, stardom, his character, uh, Damon Pope, was having a, a conversation with um, the main protagonist after he had just watching his best friend getting beat to death in prison. You know, mm. And if you know that scene, you knew the type of emotional death that you could see in his eyes when he was, you know, getting the um, when he's getting the game from um, his character. And he said, you know, um, finding a hidden advantage in the unfortunate circumstances and using pain to take you to the next level. I stopped that right there and I knew that that hit me deep. And so I decided off of the advice of my older brother to start being more personal mm-hmm. and start telling more shit that people wouldn't know about and the shit that I was telling that people didn't know about is stuff that they hit me like damn bro you went through that too and I just thought I was the only person just coming up with it but um Sons of Anarchy basically it, it, it started uh it started me going down this path of uh self-reflecting okay I think uh I, I gotta I gotta give kudos to Arthur. I think uh that is the greatest uh eye opener or, or, or keg tap that you can do as an artist is when you start to realize like start to bleed over your your insights into the art. I think that's where some of the best part comes out of. So uh what, tell me the uh, the name of the album and your favorite track on the album if you can like if you can narrow it down because from my understanding a lot of a lot of rappers be like like you know tracks and songs sometimes are like they kids and it's hard to choose uh talk you know that is that true or 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 do you have like this is absolutely yeah. my favorite one i mean yeah it's true that's true but at the same breath you feel what i'm saying it's your shit so everything fire on that motherfucker <laughs> you know what i'm saying everything you know what i'm saying if it's your shit but the answer to that question uh when a hipster meets a g gotta be my favorite song from the uh for the whole thing and the album is called well mixtape rather but you know everybody call it an album it's called itmibt2 and that's an mm-hmm. acronym that stands for in the meantime and between time. Where did that come from? Because this is the second one. Yep. Where, um, where did that title came, come from? It, it, it came from, you feel me, um, me basically understanding that as an artist, before you get the opportunity or the chance to call this an album, you have to go through like album worthy shit that you you know make content and people relate to 
<laughs> me, I feel as though I haven't touched that surface yet, albeit how good that this is. I have not yet been through enough shit as a man and as a human being to call this you know, an album because, you know, that's your magnum opus. We just getting started here. You feel me? So this is basically, you know what I'm saying? Everything that is happening, you know, uh, in between that space before you get the album, mm-hmm. this is okay. what's happening. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, take me back. Like, when did you get into rap? Like, when did you? So, so, okay, from afar, and and I don't know how much we'll 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 touch on this, but mm-hmm. from from watching you from afar, um, you know, rap and hip hop. I didn't. I never knew when it became serious for you because, like, with comedy, even though I was doing it. I I myself wasn't that serious about it. It was just something that I was doing. I was kind of good at it. I enjoyed doing it. And it really was a snowball. Like by, you know, after the first couple of years, I, I was enjoying it, but it wasn't like a career for me. It wasn't like, uh, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. That right. didn't really come in, in, in to fruition and, and connect until, you know, the last couple of years, until I kind of left Arizona and I was sort of forced to make a decision. Should I get off the pot? Do, you know, how serious am I about it? Um, so in the 10 years that I've been doing comedy, I would credit the last, I would probably say three years, two to th- four, uh, three to four years of it becoming um, so much more. When did you start rapping? Like when did, when did it become a real thing to me? How long has it been? Give me the give me the whole story as much as you can can share. Okay, well, um, <clears throat> I've been. I feel like this is like DT uh, unplugged or some shit. Like this is like in depth right now. I love I love this shit. Sorry. Right, right. <laughs> no I gave to myself in the mirror this morning. You feel me? But no, I'm bullshitting though. Um, no, it. <laughs> it um, I, I've been doing this since I was uh 15 years old. You know what I mean? Through high school, um, it only became for real, for real serious, like financial um, and otherwise, like really 2010. Because that's when, um, you know, I started going on tour with Bizarre, D12, Method Man and Red Man and Cypress Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like this is when I really started getting my feet wet. That's when I really started looking like, Oh damn, this shit real. You know what I mean? Like I was there's that space to when, you know, you starving artists and you trying to get the shit, you know what I'm saying? And you might be taking uh what at the time is constructive criticism as oh they just hating on me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's that time to where you have to like show something to materialize something to where you could be considered taken serious and shit. Twenty ten. Shit, that's when I jumped off the pot with it. For real, for real. Shit. Um, Sean and Mike Posner been, you know, doing their stuff. They been serious, serious, serious. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking like, damn, I'm going to get to where they at. Shit, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? But then 2010 came along. That's when, you know, shit, shit started, you know, looking a little promising. And you just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, two week, two, uh, Almost two weeks ago. Like, what, Did you mm-hmm. do anything? Did you get crazy? Did you... No, sir. <laughs> um, you're so you're so mature now. 
Nope. Uh, nah. I, <laughs> you know, what did you do? What did you do for your birthday? Um, I went out with my guy Benjamin Malcolm, and um, you know, I got we drank beers and we just kicked it. We just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who, who are you now? I smoked the blunt. <laughs> I'm just saying, my baby. You know, shit. It ain't. It ain't really. It's COVID. You feel me? Like how much you know partying and bullshitting can you do with COVID? You I'm feel sorry. me? I'm but, um, and plus, I really. You feel me? I mean. I'm not, all the way back. I'm, I'm kissing. I'm, I'm kissing I'm, I'm strangers. I'm um <laughs> touching babies. I don't give a shit now. Nah. Like <laughs> I'm all good. I'm gonna try to do as many shows as I can. Uh, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna get out there. Why? You? I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, like I just beat an STD. I don't know if you've ever had any STDs, but I feel like when you when you have like a or a pregnancy scare and you beat it. You feel fucking invincible. I feel invincible right now. Damn, I'm so glad I like. I'm so glad I get that bitch pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, um, but (laughs) I'm playing. Um, But no, I said seriously though. um, Yeah, because I don't like you know. Because besides it being COVID and this, that, and the third, and we still having to you know abide by shit that's been you know keeping me cold, free, and whatever. I just feel as though it's not the right time, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, cause cause my lady was asking me, so what we doing? I'm like kicking it at the crib, but you do that every night, and you know, but it's just me just wanting to focus on bigger shit. I understand that completely. Um, this year was the first year I didn't do like a, a comedy birthday show or uh, I, I we didn't do. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was COVID still going on, but I was a uh, it was it was a real low key uh, celebration. Like most of my celebrations now, whether it's holidays or birthdays, includes you know five people you know four other people <laughs> so it's like what we doing <laughs> so you know when you when you have these babies uh it's 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 almost like it's our birthday <laughs> like like what y'all want to do right. the kids want cake right. now we got to all get cake but, but here's the thing though like then when you go kick it with the boys to you know do grown man stuff you be tired, sleepy in the uh-huh. club. Yeah, yeah, man. You falling asleep, like, and the boys like, man, get your old ass up, man. Like, come on, dog. I know damn well you ain't come out tonight to go to sleep. Welcome to and, thirty, bro. You know, but welcome because because thank you, sir. I'm happy to be here, man. Because that shit, because you didn't seen it all, done done it all. You know what I'm saying? Like we real, we young OGs around our way. You know what I'm saying? So that shit don't that shit don't bother me. Not like a hundred thousand in cash, mate. You know what I'm saying? It's, just, <laughs> it's not funny anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, that uh that J. Cole track, uh middle middle child really hit home with me when he talked about yeah. being, you know, the you know, just being in between the generations. And uh sometimes I feel that, especially with comedy, like I feel like yeah, I've been doing it a long time, but I'm still trying to figure shit out. So sometimes I get put in a veteran category because I've been doing it for a long time. 
uh, especially to newer comics or comics that's been doing it for five years or less. But then, you know, when you've got comics that's been doing it 15 to 20 years, I'm still a little wet behind the ear. So um, where do you See feel like saying? you are with your career? Um, you kind of mentioned the, the mixtapes is really the transition from where you are, where you want to be. Where do you feel like you are as an artist? Shit. That's the crazy part because I'm still, even though I've been doing it for, you know what I'm saying, a long time, and by rap game standards, I'm an old nigga, I still feel like a new artist. And if I feel like a new artist, I'm going to create like one. And I'm always going to feel like a new artist and create like a new artist because I embrace all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... For every artist that's coming up, you got to really, really tap in. You got to pay attention and you got to give the game and you got to, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you just got to really, really, really have your ears and be open-minded. You feel what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like a, I'm, a, I'm a new artist. I, I feel like that. Don't give a damn if I'm 32 or 40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my 30s is my... To me, it's the best time of my life. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's, for sure. It's something about, and I've talked about this before and on stage, it's something about getting to know yourself. Like, I feel like, and this is just my opinion, and, and you can agree or disagree, but I feel like uh, uh, most of your 20s, you're trying to figure out who the fuck you are. And yes. you do that yes. by making a bunch of poor decisions based off of what yes. everybody else is doing. So it's like everybody else is partying and doing this. Let me try it. And 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 you you bounce around. And I just feel like once you get to your late twenties, especially in your thirties, you're just like that's just stop. That's just that. That's just that. That's just great. Great. And then I cannot wait. This sounds crazy, but I cannot wait to my forties because I feel like your forties is just, is just the next level of thirties where you just like I don't I I still don't give a shit. This is who I am, and I'm comfortable with me. So uh, no, embrace it. I think that's a, uh, I think it's great. You sound very okay. So, um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I say like how do how do I phrase this? Um, so you've always been um, the it's like so so technically growing up. You are the youngest amongst mm-hmm. the kids, uh, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy to think about that. This, like, we're talking like t- 20 plus years, 25 years. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up as the youngest um, and, and you, you had an older, you know, you have older sisters, um, you know, your, your older brother wasn't really uh in in your life and in a bunch of parts um i grew up with most like i don't like daniel wasn't there for a huge chunk of when i wish he was if that makes sense so like you know elementary school i i sort of remember him and then middle school and you know going into high school was was a real mia time and then we started right. to kind of um, build a relationship at the beginning of high school for me. And then he gets locked up and then he's kind of gone out of, you know, for another big chunk of my life. So when it came right. to growing up and maybe even specifically in, in our family, like where did your 
you know, inspiration come from your male role models, your influences, like who, who, like, where did you get, you know, that, that thing that I think a lot of black men are missing when they're, when they're young and they're growing up, where did you get any of that? Um, and if you, if you did, where, where did it come from? Um, a lot of that, um, came from, you know, with my own father being locked up for a good part of my life. A lot of that came from, you know, guys that, you know, he went to high school with or mm-hmm. that, you know, he was, you know, cutting up with as uh, as young fellas and stuff like that. So the same cloth that he was cut from, I still got that game, even though he wasn't around. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In addition to, you know, um, niggas just like Daniel. You know, the, um, the, you know, the roundaway guys, the the mechanics, the, you know, barbers or whatever, you know, all of them, you know, put a little of them into me some way, somehow. All of them, you know, gave me some type of thing that a man is supposed to know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, um, you know, some some uh, a real good group of guys that probably went through their own set of fucked up circumstances. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> yeah, we all we all got our our stories. It's just I, the more I think about it, um, I don't do a lot of reflecting, but when I do, um, I feel like there was a huge lack of guidance, and for for me, you know, and I, I was talking to. You know, uh, like I was talking to Wanda, uh, who, who's your older sister, and right. and I was talking to uh, my mom, and and you know, like in in some of those conversations, I just felt like I I specifically and most of us um, just had to figure out shit on our own, and I don't know if yeah. that's like uh, yeah the, the yeah. best mantra, like the peace <laughs> the peace family mantra for for since I can remember is I did the best that I could with what I had. And part of that, I, I, I salute because, you know, when, when you think about some of the shit that our parents and that other generation went through to get us the little shit that we did have, I have right. to salute them. But then, you know, as and, I became a and man, then, and not only, and then, excuse me for interrupting yeah. you, not only that, not only that, you know, that, but it spoke to an even bigger fucking problem that was outside of all of our control. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, again, so, so I, I salute them for, for a lot of, you know, mistakes, um, and a lot of triumphs that they've had. But my issue is when, when I left Detroit and I sort of became my own man, which, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, like I always felt like I was an early, late bloomer. Like, like I was forced to deal with shit earlier than I think I sh- needed to. Right. And, and then um, I, I felt like um, I still, oh, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you like the first feeling I had when I was in Minnesota, like the first month, I right. felt like I was ahead of so many people in Detroit because of the, the idea of getting out. Like that was like, um, a tr- like that was like a huge, you know, importance to me um, because I didn't see too many avenues 
for me had I stayed in Detroit. And then I get to Minnesota right. and I'm looking around at all these lighter faces and I'm like, I'm so fucking behind because these, and in, 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 in all fairness, many of their cases, they were set up for success early. You know, they, they were handed down and given a lot of, you know, opportunities that, that wasn't afforded to us and people that look like us, but that was such a uh, unique, it was like, it was like a, it was like a sad, proud, angry, like, like I'm, I'm so ahead, uh, but I'm so behind. Where are you at in life? Because, um, and the reason why I brought all that up is um, we've had a bunch of conversations, um, some serious, uh, many of them goofy and silly, but at the end of the day, it's always been uh, love and um, I want more for you and I want more for myself. And I see that in you. Like you, you are like, I don't think you get a lot of credit for this, but it takes a lot to, to manifest a dream. Um, I'm, I'm sort of done with chasing a dream. I'm all about manifesting it now. So I don't think you get a lot of credit because I, I can't think of a lot of people in our family and, and let's just not stop there. A lot of people growing up, you know, family, extended family, that type of shit that, that go after things, you know, it's, it's right. almost like you right. can't do these things. So you just resort to that. So uh, to get to right. my question, <laughs> um, so we've always had a mm-hmm. bunch of conversations and they've always gone all over the place. And now in the thirties, um, with with this, you seem to be the most. I don't know if this is an understatement or, or I don't know if this is a true statement or not. You seem to be the most stable in life than you've been in a long time. Is that a fair, true, accurate statement? Or still, or shit still crazy? <laughs> okay, okay. No, um, 200, 250% accurate. Okay. So, so no my, my, my question is where is Don? Joe, do you okay? So, what names do you before I before I ask? What what names do Don you Don and Peace? Don Peace. Okay, Don and Peace. I feel like uh, you uh, you've earned the right to be called whatever the fuck you want to be called. Um, I think as <laughs> as um, you know, as like family members, we have this toxic ongoing <laughs> behavior where. I, you know, like I know him as this. So I'm a cop. No, nigga, who, who are you now? Like, that's who you should call each other. So to get to the point, uh, who is Don Peace now the man? Because I feel like you, you have a, a new sense of uh, accountability, uh, focus, uh, maturity. And uh, I guess for me, watching from afar, going back to that, I love this version that I'm seeing. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm not seeing the whole picture, but what I see, I love. So who is Don Peace, the, the man, now uh, in, in year 2021? Shit. Don Peace is the, uh, you know, the OG, the, you know what I'm saying, the, the cool nigga around the way that I wish I had on my side when I was a kid. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, that's how, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? That's how I really structured, you know what I'm saying? The sonic direction of the whole project is basically an OG giving, you know what I'm saying? Going back in time and giving game to a young nigga like, yo, you know what I'm saying? 
don't go down this path because I've been here. You know what I'm saying? Basically trying to give some um, trying to give um, some structure and some leadership. You understand what I'm saying? By using what happened with me, good and bad, as learning tools, because there is a certain young man from South Central Los Angeles that did the same fucking thing. Once this man did that and he helped me to understand the crazy shit that helped me make sense of, you know, the crazy shit that I thought I was the only one going through, you know, that gave me the go ahead to be able to return the same favor. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, it's about it's about direction. And, um, you know, once you got a little bit of that, you know, you could chart a course wherever. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but if you ain't got no direction, shit, you just spinning your wheels, you going in circles. Then again, you, you ain't had nobody to teach you that, you know what I mean? Or, you know, they teach you some bullshit, you know, you ain't know no better, you know, you can't kick yourself in the ass for something that you didn't know. And, you know, uh, the, the, the younger Don Peace, you know, he just didn't know some of the shit that the older Don Peace did. That's ITMIBT2 is. A grown man, dime piece, telling younger dime piece, like you know, my nigga, I need for you to, you know, tighten up, get yourself together, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? You need to get some money around this bitch. You looking bad? You hear me? Yo, I can tell you hungry. You hungry? Yeah, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like little little homie, that nigga, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, I, uh, you know, I, uh, no. Keep going. Keep going. But nah, that was it. I ain't want to cut you off. That's no, what I'm saying. I, I I think that's that's exactly what one of the feelings that I got um, from from listening and re-listening to the last album. I feel like it's like I know him, but I'm meeting him for the first time. And to to have that make sense, um, a lot of our last few conversations. So so everybody, I don't want this to come off bad, but on my podcast and in my life and on stage and in comedy, I, I say a lot of shit um, how I want to say it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think... I, I mean, think yeah, you're a comedian. <laughs> I, I think there's there's better ways to sometimes say some of these things. Um, but but through, through, through comedy and through healing and through pain, uh, I find it hilarious when I, I just, you know, use the words that I use to express myself. So... Lately, <laughs> I feel like people have been putting uh, Ida, uh, our grandmother, on like this pedestal. And here's what I've here's what I've learned recently about our family. And, I, and I'm, I'm bringing up our family more specifically because I've been having a couple of uh, interesting conversations with people, and I feel like one of the biggest problems that we have is what I call the forgetful game. Like we forget that these shits really happen and these people were did these things and like i guess i understand getting older and letting go of certain pain and trauma but i also think it's still important to acknowledge that that shit happened you know what i'm saying it's like it's like slavery happened a long time ago get over it no it still affects us today so uh, right you know so so some people i feel like put put our grandma on a pedestal and i've said this before and and to be honest with you she was always pretty nice to me like like i feel like i got the the best part of it um 
mm-hmm. one of the things she used to say um, was you can't help somebody that that don't want to help themselves. And I don't even know if it came from her, but I, I, I feel like she got credit for it. So mm-hmm. as it applies to you, like I, I always felt like when we would run into each other and maybe this is speaking specifically to the younger you. It was you're not you you you're not ready to help yourself or you're not helping yourself. So there's not anything that I can I can do. Um, mm-hmm. um, I look at my brother and I look at some of his mistakes, and I you know obviously you don't want to make any of you know our our, our past generation mistakes, but you also don't have the answers too. It's not it's not like you know, my dad was a shitty dad, so now I have all the answers of how to be a great dad. No, I'm still figuring this shit out uh, as, as we go along. So, absolutely, um, I just felt like there were times where I wanted to help or reach out, and you, in my eyes, wasn't there. Like you wasn't willing to to do the things that would better yourself, and that's why I may have seem distant or or i wasn't there and maybe the way that you wanted and i think about that from Mm -hmm. time to time because again i'm listening to the album and it's like like a light for me like a light bulb one off where i'm like you you seem to be on that on that on that that trail now and i'm i'm so proud of you and i don't know if you hear that or if you feel that or know that and I think as as men, especially black men, we don't we don't mm-hmm. say I love you enough. We don't say great job. Keep it up like shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so the relationships mm-hmm. that I have in my life, I have men like that. And um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like you have really come into your own. And I just want to make sure I brought all of that up in full circle and share that with you, because um, you you need to hear it and you deserve the roses and uh Oh, is my shit muted? Oh no! I thought I, thought, I would have been mad as hell. I'm like, I just said all that uh, positive love shit, and then and then you didn't hear any of that. I, I wouldn't. Have, I wasn't positive gonna repeat love it. shit. Man. I wasn't Fuck gonna repeat shit. it. You just gonna, you just was not gonna hear it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what uh, what what positive relationships do you have in your life right now? I mean, you got a lady. You guys seem to be together for for quite some time. Yeah, like yeah, a- yeah. That's my baby. Um, my um, she's my Jamisa Foster. My my uh, my my lady and my manager. As a matter of fact. What? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is and pleasure. I mean, not even. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, uh, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, well, she she good good juicy dick eater. She know the business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but however. Find this contract um, okay. No, nah, but no, nah, some real shit though. Like, um, she was the uh she was one of the ones that you know had to um teach me that you know you gotta you gotta be better than what you was yesterday and the day before. And she also um you know, gave me the uh, the balance and the structure that, you know, I needed. And, you know, she, 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 she also, you know, was, you know, awesome enough to, you know, have this, you know, 
awesome ass little boy. You know what I'm saying? Like the little nigga ain't mine. Let's keep it a hundred bitch. You know what I'm saying? But for the simple fact that, you know what I'm saying, she can like make something like so precious and like intelligent and just just loving, you know what I'm saying? Just like that that made me feel good because I'm like, damn, it's not like as savage everybody for themselves as you think, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she 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 had she had to make a nigga understand, like, you know, you can change if you actively want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we both exchanged something that we both was missing for each other. And they, I ain't see it coming, but shit, here it is. And um shit, of course, uh my, of course Arthur, you know what I'm saying? My you know what I'm saying, my baby, uh, big bro, you know what I'm saying? Always that, you know what I'm saying, that foot in your ass when you need it, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I love Arthur. I feel like that's also something you can't yeah, say man. out loud, like in our family. Like No, nigga, no, no, <laughs> no. You can say that shit out loud. I said that shit. I love I love Arthur Newsom the third because you know, I don't give a damn what his flaws are, you know what I'm saying? The mother that's a real fucking man, regardless of whatever. And I don't give a damn who says what. He always made at least one concrete ass point that you can never get away or shy away from. So mm-hmm. you can't argue with a nigga with a point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um and you know your mom yeah. also. I'm, you know I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna invite him on the show. I I, I love oh, to yeah, talk hell to. Yeah. I love to talk you to him. That motherfucker's we, that motherfucker's a nut. <laughs> yeah, he. I uh I other than you and don't get me wrong. I, I talked to Wanda. Um, you know, probably you know once every month or so, like or or at least on Facebook. But other than you and just interactions on Facebook, the next person I talk to the most is probably Arthur on Instagram. So. uh I think uh, I think great things about him. You you were gonna yeah. say my mom? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you too, because <clears throat> see, going back, piggybacking off the previous point, we were talking about like the distance, this, that, and the third. I never took none of that heart. At first, I was gonna, <laughs> but then I really couldn't because. Again, you have to be accountable for the part that you play in this. And the part that I played in that was like, I know shit was looking crazy for a minute, but I was really out there actively, like for real, was trying to figure that shit out. You feel what I'm saying? I was Mm -hmm. for real actively trying to be like, okay, all right, so I didn't talk to all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't whatever whoop, whoop. so how the fuck do i back this up you know what i'm saying and you really have to just you sometimes you got to go through it you feel what i'm saying trial and error because you know again and then going back to another point you were saying like when you first arrived in minnesota now you know there was at a point to where i stopped losing fear and i stopped having that feeling though oh, he got more than me, or they got more than me, or this and that and the third, because they may got more than you, but it's an equal exchange, and the place that they got more than you, you might have 
more than them. They might have stipulations attached to whatever the fuck there is they're getting. You being a free agent, aka you, it sucks right now. You got to go hungry, but you have whatever your freedom. You got your, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, you, you got a way to, you know, get it yourself and see. That's what I appreciate about all these, you know, street cats that I got inspiration from because it was literally a do-it-yourself manual. The marathon concept was literally a do-it-yourself manual. And I was like, okay. And from the moment that I started, you know, that's when the frequency switched. That's when structure came in because niggas needed a code. So what? Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> no. I'm gonna figure it out, man. That's I'm, it. I'm 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 completely with you on that. It's um like th- there's a such thing as a blueprint and uh you know a step by step, but it's it's almost like you know what Mike Tyson said. Everybody has a plan to they get hit in the face or you know uh you know football where you line up and you see something that ain't right and you got to call the audible. And, um that's every day <laughs> you know like that's 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 how life is so even if you have these things that work out for you they don't necessarily translate to working the same for me or the other person so you really got to figure it out and the 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 best advice is try to make as few as mistakes as possible and instantly learn from them um and apply that knowledge so uh so like so what's next with you uh any new projects anything you are looking forward to um this year or the next oh yeah um i am um, releasing i'm releasing the ep i just uh yes. i just released young i just released young players as a uh young players must prosper as a single and that's yeah, on I saw that on, stuff like on, that on april so, i saw that with the video okay now now yeah so this is stupid, but uh, humor me because I don't know. Um, when no. I did, when I did my album, I I was everything. I was you know manager, you know promoter, producer, all of that shit. So mm-hmm. so in my mind, I thought it would be a great idea to release singles to a comedy album, which is in hindsight not the greatest thing that I could have done because nobody like oh that joke track is hilarious. Let me play that back fifty times. Like that's not. Comedy uh, does not translate uh, the way music does. What was the thought process on uh, that being the single that that you put out? Um, why that track? Like, if you can share that that behind the scenes, and then I want to ask you about uh, two of my favorite tracks on the on the album. So, uh, young young player right. must pro- like what? What was the thought process to to push that one out? Young players must run. Yeah. What, right. what was the process okay. to make and, that the single and push that out? Right. And to, and to what you said before, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, disagree on which I'm going to go ahead and respectfully disagree with you on that, because even though a comedy isn't consumed the same way as music. Last time I checked, uh, Dave Chappelle was total fucking Grammy winner. So <laughs> hold that. Hey, facts. You're right. Hey, anyway. So when it came to young players must prosper, that right there was basically gonna set the tone, you know what I'm saying, for you know, uh for for for, for uh a dog ass 
um, recipe, uh, a formula that I found just playing around with some shit. Um, the backstory behind that is I was waiting tables, some food running rather, at um at Pinky's mm-hmm. bar that I was uh, at Royal Oak. That's around the mm-hmm. corner from O'Hannigan's. I think that is. Yeah. And so, and so there was this um, particular uh, server. Um, she had came back in the kitchen, like just flustered, crying or whatever. And, you know, me, you know what I'm saying? When I'm on the clock, you know, when I'm part of the team, I want to see, you know, what's up. You know what I'm saying? So I asked her, like, what's going on? What's good with you, baby? Your dog died? And she's like, no, stop joking, dog. He want to see a manager. I don't know. I just don't know what to do. And so I'm like, okay, it got to be motherfucking Joe Biden at this table or somebody, right? Now I go at this goddamn table and I see Rose Spit, who is the, uh, it was one of the owners of the uh, popular sneaker boutique, uh, Burn Rubber in Michigan. Okay. Um, and I see a uh, producer and artist, J. John Henry, and I see Young Rock and um, one of his artists over that year, Angel Baby. Young Rock, I have been listening to and supporting for, you know, 10 years because we run around the same scene. Um, I salvaged the situation to where they won't complain about the customer service. You know, I just told her, yo, let me handle this. You know, dog gave me a tip at the end of service, but I passed that $20 bill to baby books. I'm like, man, that's $20, man. It's a bag of weed, not even a good weed that I like. So um, my tip was I went to dog straight up like, hey, my baby. I've been sitting on a couple of your beats for like six years now, my dog. You know what I'm saying? I need to, I need to go ahead and let me rock with this shit. And dog was like, how the fuck you get my beats? Because if you know who Young Rock is, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, dog, you know what I'm saying? That shit's a ticket. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be at the right place. You got to know the right people. So, you know. Oh, he he appreciated the service, so he was like, "All right, go ahead." So when I um took the project, you know what I'm saying? When I took the beat to the uh to the lab, and I started uh started recording it, I didn't write none of it because I wanted to basically like make this as organic as possible. Mm-hmm. So I just basically chronicle all I'm saying, all the crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? That motherfuckers went through shit that people might have spoke on but didn't know a goddamn thing what they was talking about all of that oh and i had to you know uh send a message and i want that message i want you to come back to me when you hear this message because motherfucker i got something to get off my chest to you man the man you did and my guy chad roto uh he was like man i like this shit bro but I got to get jazzy with this bitch. Hold on. Smoke the blood real quick. And just, you know what I'm saying? Did some transition crazy shit, man. And I just left it at that, dog. But, and plus, because that came out organic, that's the reason why, that's the reason why it took the people like it started to, because people started listening to what I was saying. And every part of the song people related to, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, and plus, it helps that Tanache would, you know, 
be like, okay, so you gonna throw my sauce on your shit, huh? And on the on the Instagram DM, like, oh, okay. So you mean to tell me that you know, just by this little organic thing that I'm doing, that I get to, like, you know, get the attention of somebody that you know I really, really fuck with. And it was just all organic, no dick fright, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just came, it came, it came out, it came out like that. Okay, so uh, my my two. Uh, I I have a couple. Uh, real quick, um, when the album came out, uh, probably I don't know if it was late January or early February. No, it no, was New Year's. It was New no, 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 Year's no, no, no. Uh, when it after it came out, I don't know if it was late January or early February. I sat down with my mom and we played we played the album, um, and. A lot of it, she couldn't, like, I don't know, she's old. Like, she couldn't hear and understand all of it. So, like, I don't blame her, but uh, she she's heard most of the album. That's important to share. Um, my two favorite uh, is an example named Kevin. And uh, the song that I probably play almost daily or every, like, when I'm jogging is Concrete Floors. That That song is just, like uh incredible to me um can you talk a, a little bit about those two tracks uh what went into them because i feel like they're both telling a story but very personal and uh again i, I just love them that much that i want to hear about them so. right right well um yeah i can i can i can understand like you know um how your mom could be like what he say because like how uh rhyme schemes i might use cadences um sometimes you know um the instruments you know what i'm saying it might be distracting to you mm-hmm. you know what i mean because you got to know how to listen to hip-hop is like listening to jazz in some sense because mm-hmm. you got to know how to listen to it so mm-hmm. i understand where she's coming from mm-hmm. but I mean, when it came to example name kevin um, I felt like it was extremely, extremely important to establish a point. And that point is that we got to look at what we know. We have to unlearn it and we have to learn the new. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also um, and, uh, a confirmation of, you know, not succumbing to people's expectations, exceeding them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't any disrespect, but I had to, you know, I had to tell the, 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 the I had to Masses. tell the time. <laughs> Not, not even the masses, but I just had to basically just let you know, you know what I'm saying, where I come from. Because, you know, it's just like examining somebody's shoes. You can tell where they're going. You can tell what they've been doing. You know, you've been in some bullshit, huh? You know what I mean? So I basically had, you know, just basically walking people through, you know, the different shit that played an influence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Concrete Floors... Um, Shit came from not having a fucking mattress, my baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Just keep that shit all the way 100 bands, man. Like, that shit come from not having the mattress. You feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be at a pretty shitty point and a pretty fucking low point in your life when, you know, a concrete floor is your mattress. You feel what I'm saying? And, and again, <laughs> like, uh, when you are doing stuff that feels personal to you, it relates to other people. So when I see my musical analytics is popping up in Ionia, Michigan, I'm like, who the hell is playing concrete floors in Ionia, Michigan? You know what's in Ionia, don't you? It's nothing but prisons, my baby. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the CEO or your kid or a prisoner, who's listening to this? I ain't still going. <laughs> no, thank, thanks for the insight. I, um, I, I don't know what I was, you know, you know what it is. I, I get to a point where, I, so I've been, I've been doing a lot of social media distancing and detoxing because I feel like as a comedian, I, I, I use and I need social media, but as right. a, a person, you know, a human being, um, I don't need it as much as I think I do. So I go through no, these. I go through these, you know, times where I'm on social media way too long, like way too much than I need to be. And I'm having all the wrong conversations. And quite frankly, when I got uh, permanently banned the first time from TikTok, I realized (laughs) I realized that if you're not using the social medias, you know, that we claim to be, you know, on and, and, and the platforms, then they're using you. So they're getting more out of this relationship than you so so yeah. i've been de- i've been i've been taking you know step backs and and whatever and um I, I i had a show and my favorite time like my favorite weeks is when i have shows those are those are great weeks for me and i had a show that i you know it was it was a kind of a big gig and i was driving i had a two-hour drive and i, I just put the whole album on i just kept playing it and uh i was like this this he this is this is an older Don piece. This is this is the the young old man uh version of my little cousin who uh is no longer that guy anymore. Uh so I was I was uh very happy. Uh yeah. and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Cause um like people that I worked with in the service industry, like I got like four to five phone calls like back to back one day. Like, God damn, bro. Like, this shit crazy. Right? <laughs> and motherfuckers is like surprised, legit. Like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still listening to this shit. I'm like, well, I'm <laughs> thank you. But you know, it was just um real life experiences, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just important. And also it was also important to like put out a body of work to like distinguish me from, you know, uh, the rest of the hometown heroes. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, the hometown heroes, their sound and the, you know, choco, they got on the wave and the culture and shit in the city. It could pinch a hole me because, you know what I'm saying? People expect for me to make that same type. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or they expect me to come out the same bag. But when they see this, they like, oh, wow, there's something deeper here. 